Trendy is presented for the people by Caesar Sportsbook, the greatest sports betting app of all time. Download it, must be 21 years or older. Yes! Welcome back to another edition of Trendy presented by Omaha, the show where we like to compete while exploring the best way to wager for casual cappers and Brett Corominos. We did not get off to the hot start that you predicted yesterday. After you spent the entire time throwing chicken blood and black cats and everything else you could on my picks, <laughs> they of course did not come through, but neither did <laughs> yours. So we're at 1.9 to 1.9 heading into today's edition. Yeah, I mean, it was one of those things where I was trying to aim a jinx at you. Uh, and then I, because I can't control the magic, I ended up just putting it all over both of us. So not, not a great return, but I feel like one, I think our first show, we had a really slow first day and then uh, we picked up after that. So I'm kind of hoping this is how this week is going to go. I hope so as well for my my sake, our listeners' sake, and certainly for my uh, bank account's sake. So... <laughs> Uh, talk a little bit about Monday, Brett. Like, obviously, we host the soccer podcast together, Covered in Glory. We'll have a new edition coming out tomorrow. But you've made your bona fides a lot in the college basketball world. And while Brad Evans likes to scream and shout and yell into microphones about the topic, you've actually had a little bit more hands-on consulting for different programs and things like that. So I wanted to balance out the big noise by giving another voice today in the college basketball scene and talk to you about which teams that you liked so far this year and heading into the tournament. So I think that uh, you came up with a good idea. Instead of doing the champion, we're going to talk final four odds and uh, kind of approach it that way. You ready to go? Yeah, no, I, I mean, I, you know, props to Brad. Um, you know, he's got bigger stones than me to, to try to do championship odds. I kind of think once you get to the kind of final four, no matter who is in those games, it's a coin flip at that point. So I kind of like the final four odds a lot better. Um, but I think those are more, those are the more likely long shots that I think are better to, to sprinkle a little bit of money on at this point, um, which is why I do that. And I also, I'm a big fan of books because I don't think books are going to be able to model the small, some of the smaller or like, you know, non power five, power six conferences, as well as some of the P five P six conferences. So I like kind of looking to see if they misprice some of the favorites there. And I, and so those are, those are the two areas that I hit. I wanted to be a little bit different from Brad, but I also, you know, I'm just, I'm Brad is, he's the show. He's the showman, man. I don't have, I don't have the panache. I don't have the stones to make some of the picks that he does. So I'm trying to play it a little bit safer here. Um, but for my final four bets, I have three that I really liked. Um, I think this before I, you, Brett, before you give out the three, let me give out some of the overall odds. Sure. Uh, just so everybody hears them, and then you can say which ones you like the best. So Purdue is plus 180. UConn is plus 220. Houston is plus 220. North Carolina is plus 300. Kentucky is plus 340. Zona is plus 360. Tennessee plus 400. Auburn plus 450. Kansas plus 600. Duke plus 650, Alabama 650, Marquette 700, Baylor 700, Illinois 800. So that's uh, once you get after that, 
I guess Creighton at 800, Ohio State 900, Wisconsin at 900, and everything after that is 10 to 1 or higher. So are the ones that you like the most in that uh, subset of, you know, in that that under 10 to 1, or are you looking at more long shots? I have a couple under 10 to 1. I have one over. And the one that's over is going to make us feel very old, by the way. Um, so the, the one of the ones you mentioned was Alabama at plus 650. Um, they are just, I mean, Nate Oates is their coach. Um, I think he's been pretty well advertised as an analytics friendly guy, their shot selection, shot charts, whatever you want to call it, offensive efficiency numbers are through the roof. They are like by far the best, most efficient, like best shot taking team in college basketball. The early part of the season, their defense was lagging pretty far behind. It's gotten better recently. I think they've eaten too many games in the SEC to make a run there, but I absolutely can see their offense just scorch a few a few teams in a row to get to a Final Four berth, and you're getting plus 654. Plus, and I think you'll like this logic here. Correct me if I'm wrong. I'm pretty sure the Big 12 and the SEC are by far on a different level of conferences. I mean, you could probably put the Big 10 maybe just one tier below them. Um, yeah. But I kind of like taking teams that are going to be like middle of the pack SEC Big 12 teams that once you unleash them from that gauntlet and put them randomly throughout a March Madness bracket to just maybe bust through if they especially if they get you know a good run to a final four. I mean, I don't know yeah. if you like that logic, but I, I I think that's the way to play it. I like teams from really deep conferences each year because they are a lot more battle tested. And so like I mean the ACC used to be the gold standard, right? The ACC would yeah. send seven or eight teams to the tournament and go six and two on opening day, like like clockwork at a minimum, often send four teams to the Sweet 16 is because they've been beating up on each other all year. So I certainly like the logic. I also like uh, Alabama tonight. They're minus six and a half versus Georgia. So given their offensive efficiency that you're laying out here for the folks, if you don't want to wait till March and you want to get down some action on the tide. I like their line tonight. Yeah. And, and one of the other teams I like in that vein is Iowa state, which will probably could finish as low as third or fourth in in the big 12 with Kansas and Houston in there. Um, they're plus 900 to get to the final four, but this is a tough, well-balanced team. They just beat Kansas. So they have some, they've shown the capability to beat some of the top teams in the country. Um, and then that big 12, we talked about it on the, uh, the Tuesday episode, or well, yesterday, yesterday was Tuesday. <laughs> um, the, the Big 12 is just an absolute bear. I mean, every game is going to be a battle. I think even getting out of, you know, West Virginia is going to, and they're going to come up later in my picks today, is going to be an absolute nightmare to get out of those, some of those, even those low end games, beating Cincinnati on the road, beating West Virginia on the road. So Iowa State, to me, at, at under 10 to 1 odds, seems really good because I have a feeling that if you put them in any other conference, they would probably be the favorite for the title. I think they could they could win the Big Ten. I think they could win the SEC. Um, they definitely, I think, could win the ACC. So I'm I'm pretty bullish on them at, at nine to one. Um, and again, you with the the Final Four odds, you avoid them going up against what is pretty much going to be an evenly matched team in a Final Four or to get to the championship. So I love Final Four odds for this. The final. Well, the reason I love. 
The oh, only reason I love Final Four odds is when you're getting into this like you know nine to one, ten to one, twelve to one range. If you survive the first weekend, you can start going against it a little bit if you need to. So if you're holding, because uh, you have two games left, right? You have the sixteen and the eight. So if you're holding a twelve to one ticket and they're they're in a coin flip in the eight or the or the sixteen, then you have a chance to hedge and you can still lock in a profit. Yeah, absolutely. Um, love that point. And such <laughs> Toby, you man, you were just a wizard with figuring out where to get those edges. I love this. Um, I wasn't even thinking about that, but that's definitely something that because I probably will bet a couple of these going into this year. Um, but the final one I have is another Big 12 team, and it's gonna be <laughs> a non-traditional program, probably. But the TCU Horned Frogs, Toby, mm. at plus sixteen hundred. This is my long shot bet. Um, but this team is just tough. Another well-balanced team, like, like unlike Alabama, which is pretty much you're betting on their offensive efficiency to get you where you want to go. This team is really solid on both ends. They've beat Houston already this year. They just beat Baylor and Texas Tech back to back. Um, and the thing that's going to make us feel old is one of the, the cats that I like on their team. Believe it or not, Toby. It's Jameer Nelson Jr. <laughs> you want to oh feel old? Jameer yeah. Nelson's got a kid that's leading a college team right now. Oh, I wow. actually like Jameer's name. He's part of their guard rotation. Uh, he's he's a really tough, good player, just like his dad was. Um, it's a it makes me feel really old to be like, yeah, Jameer Nelson's team is going to do it, and not thinking about the Orlando Magic point guard. I was about uh, to say, if you told me he was still sitting on the Magic bench, I would have to at least go to Google to prove you wrong. <laughs> Absolutely, um, but yeah, the, but there and and the thing I like about Iowa State and thing I like about TCU bets too is like Emmanuel Miller is, is kind of the go-to guy, I guess, for TCU. Um, but most of these, most of those, both those teams are more balanced. There isn't going to be because of the way that they defend as well. Like there isn't a single player that if you make this bet now, you have to be like, don't get hurt, don't get hurt, don't get hurt, don't get hurt. I still think you'd have a, an option to do that. Where I think some of these teams, like if Baycock got taken off of UNC, obviously if like something happened to Zach Eady at Purdue, um, you would probably be completely effed in terms of your long-term future with those teams. Um, but yeah. these teams are balanced enough that I think you could lose a player. And because of how they defend and because of the balance in their scoring, I think you'd be okay. Yeah, and um, I like that shout. I mean, 16 to 1, you're getting into really nice odds. If you want to start playing around in that area a little bit, I would just start looking at tournament-tested coaches, and the the dean of that is Izzo. So Michigan State right now is plus 1,300, which is almost like a blind bet for me outside of the roster and outside of the results of this year. It's similar for reasons what I just said. Like, I trust that guy to get through the first two rounds. And if you're holding him at 1,300, you do have a chance to go against it if you if you don't like the matchup in the 16 and the 8. And somehow uh, Izzo just wins every single year. It doesn't matter. Uh, the other team I kind of like it, the, the longer odds – uh, for final four, I would never, I don't think I would bet them to be champion because then you're just betting on too many coin flips in a row. But Texas can absolutely get hot and make a run to the final four. And you're getting 20 to one on Texas right now. We saw them take Houston to the brink just the other day. Uh, they have a lot of talent. They're capable of these, these hot runs. And I can see them r- ripping off four games at 20 to one. I like the odds. Yeah, I mean, I, I pretty much, I, I think you'd be probably okay betting almost any big 12 team that got in the tournament. Like that's how that's how confident I am about this conference. That even if Texas sneaks in in the twelve playing game, go ahead and sprinkle a little bit. Let them get to a final four. They they probably might, they probably have a chance to do it. 
Um, and then uh, going away from the power conferences, though, is going to be the other thing that I kind of like doing. Um, I think they're going to get the conference odds pretty well. Like I, like uh, Brad talked about it. There's not a lot of edge bet in Purdue or even maybe taking a little bit of a longer shot on Wisconsin um, for like something like the Big Ten. But Dayton, it just lost to Richmond. And I think it dropped their title odds in the A-10. They're only a half game behind now. Um, but they're minus 140 to win the conference when they are the clear best team. Ken Palm, shot quality, wherever you want to look. Um, they are the clear best team in this A-10. There's plenty of conference games left. I expected that number to be closer to like minus 175 for them to win. And I think that this is an overreaction to something like that. The same thing I think happened with FAU in the American Conference. They're only minus 125. So you're talking about a, a team that the final four team that pretty much returned almost everybody except one bench player from their rotation is minus 125 to win their conference when their biggest competition is the powerhouse that is Charlotte, who has lost <laughs> to who has lost to uh, Liberty, UCF, Davidson, a bunch of kind of nondescript teams. I think they, they lost to Stetson, another powerhouse program in college basketball. Um, and the reason I think that the Niners are going to get a little bit overvalued and why FAU's numbers only minus 125 is they won the head-to-head matchup that was in Charlotte. And for whatever reason, the American doesn't have that as a return game. So FAU isn't going to have a home game against Charlotte to kind of even the odds, but they're both seven and one in conference right now. And so you're betting that a final four team from last year is going to win conference and almost, I mean, minus 125 isn't almost even money, but you get the gist yeah. against a team like Charlotte. And, and well, that, that, that number should be minus 200. I think that's a huge misprice. And it's important to jump on a misprice if you think you've identified it. Like I, I think uh, when we were doing this a couple of weeks ago with Brad, I gave out North Carolina to win the ACC. I think it was minus one thirty when I gave it out, and it's already at minus five hundred two weeks later. So yeah. once you see that opportunity and you look forward a couple of games in the schedule, like you've got to lock in the value while you still can. Yeah, and I think part of the 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 way that I think you can sort of get ahead of some of the models in college basketball here is the schedules are so on balance. It is so hard to figure out exactly how good a team like Charlotte is if they're even in conference when that's the only slate that the models can really find is like equal footing to draw from because the non-conference schedules are going to be totally different. They're going to play totally different levels of teams. Some results even in the non-conference because it's a smaller sample size will be a little bit fluky. So this one, I, I just, I looked at this line. I was like, yeah, they're going to be like minus 200 or minus 250 or something crazy, you know, going neck and neck from here out against Charlotte and you get minus 125. This is actually probably of all the futures I gave out, this might be my favorite bet. Well, the most competitive conference remaining is the SEC. So uh, for a last pick, do you care to wade in? Tennessee minus, I'm sorry, plus 160, Alabama plus 230, Auburn plus 270, Kentucky plus 650. Everybody else is a pretty deep long shot. Any of those big four you think is going to separate themselves? I, I like Tennessee. I don't. I'm not a Rick Barnes guy, uh, but, you know, in honor of Roadhouse, they have a Dalton, <laughs> Dalton Eck, or, or however you pronounce his name, uh, is transferred in and has been awesome for them. And Tennessee's story over the last few years has been they've been a really, 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 really good defensive team with an offense that trailed pretty far behind it. That transfer alone, Dalton, you know, no one ever wins a fight. Um, that transfer alone has pretty much transformed their offensive efficiency to the point where they're now balanced. 
And I think because of that, it's going to give them a great chance to go far. I looked at their final four odds. I couldn't quite get there, but I definitely think that they're the the clear favorite. And that that line is right about where you might have an edge uh, for them to win the SEC. Oh my gosh. We're going to go two hours. If you give me one more roadhouse quote to latch on to, I love that movie so much. Oh yeah, Shocker. shocker <laughs> given my favorite movie ever is point break. That I would also be in a roadhouse. Oh, the Swayze. So wait, oh, okay. No, no, I have to ask this then. So are you unhappy about this remake? Yeah, of course I am. Okay. I want to make sure. I just want to make sure you're not like sort of like pleasantly surprised at bringing it back. Most people I've talked to have been pretty upset that this is this remake is happening. Yeah, I mean, I think the remake uh, culture in general is an abomination. I still haven't watched the Point Break remake. Like, why would I when the original is perfection? Why do I want to see them just bloody something I love? Like, it's showing up at the Louvre with a can of paint and saying, which one of these masterpieces should I splatter it on to improve it? You're not going to improve <laughs> it. Leave it alone. Oh, yeah. It's it's really hard. I, I watched the preview of Jake Gyllenhaal. And, I mean, I like him as an actor. I, I You know, there's, he's, he's had a couple of movies that I really enjoy. But... It is so hard to to like picture anybody else's Dalton. Like you just, I don't, I can't do it. I can't do yeah. it. And they're not going to trot Sam. Sam Elliott better not make like a weird cameo in this movie as another character. He just better not do it. I mean, just off the off the very top of my head, because I wasn't prepared to talk about this. Maybe I'll do some research to look at a list. Like I can only think of one remake that was you know worth it, like worth the update, and that was Ocean's Eleven. Like the original was just like so dated and so old and they came back and brought it back in this like cool way and in a, in a great setting with a great director and a great cast. But like Point Break isn't, isn't like, is it done? Like Roadhouse isn't done. Like I'd be just as happy watching those movies tomorrow as I was 10 years ago. So why are we touching them anyway? All right, let's get into the picks before I really do get way too down on this rabbit sorry, hole. Sorry, I didn't want to make I didn't want to make you get angry, but I had to, I had to know. I had to know too. Yeah. All right. Well, let's hear from Caesars and then we'll get back with today's action. You know, when the conversation turns stampers, I always go with my number one as Caesars. Let's talk about them a little bit, shall we? Tickets to the game, merch, meals at iconic restaurants, stays at Caesars Palace. All this can be yours when you bet with Caesars Sportsbook. Win or lose, every bet earns rewards credits, which you can redeem across the empire. Now, if you haven't started yet, register using this code. Listen up. Omaha full. The word Omaha and the word full. And then you place your first bet up to $1,250. If you win, great. If you keep those winnings, but if you lose, you'll get your stake back as a bonus bet. 21 and over only. Offer valid and must be physically present in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Massachusetts, Maryland, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming. New users and first $10 plus wager only. Must register with eligible promo code. Bet amount of qualifying wager. Returned only if wager is settled as a loss. Maximum bonus bet, $1,250. Bonus bet expires 14 days after receipt. Tier credits and reward credits will be added to account within seven days after qualifying wager settles. See caesars.com slash promos for full terms. Void where prohibited. Know when to stop before you start gambling problem. Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. Colorado, Wyoming, Kansas, affiliated with Kansas Crossing Casino, call 1-800-522-4700. Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Louisiana, call 1-877-770-STOP. Licensed through Horseshoe, Bossier City, and Harris, New Orleans. Massachusetts, call 1-800-327-5050. 
open 50-50 or visit gamblinghelplinema.org. Michigan, call 1-800-270-7117. Illinois, Maryland, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Ohio, Pennsylvania, affiliated with Harris, Philadelphia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER or West Virginia, 1-800-GAMBLER.net. New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. All right, Brett, it is time to play heart, head, heater, cred. I took honors yesterday and both of us dishonored ourselves with our picks. So let's switch it up and have you go first today. What do you have in the heart category? Well, Toby, one of our favorite things in covering, on Covered in Glory is we love to bet against Manchester United. And in our FA Cup show, we both couldn't get there in their FA Cup match against the mighty, mighty, mighty Newport County of League Two. (laughs) Um, And United gave up two goals to this team, including one to a cat named Will Evans, who per Twitter, uh, two and a half years ago, was playing part-time while working on a farm milking cows. So mm-hmm. I have a lot more faith that in their in United's matchup against Wolves, which is another Premier League team, and they have a striker who I actually very much like and think is a very good Premier League player, named Matthias Kuna. Uh, he is plus two sixty or two sorry two fifty as an anytime goal scorer in this match. And my thought is United's going to give up a goal. They gave up two to the Newport County while playing a fair amount of their regulars in that match. And uh, Kuna is a lot better than a guy that was milking cows two and a half years ago. So oh, this man. is my heart logic. I'm not using any numbers. I'm just, I'm using dairy. I'm using dairy instinct here. That's what I'm doing. All right. Uh, trendy first. First time anybody's giving up a pick based on how the current guy <laughs> performs next to a cow milker. So <laughs> what a way to break new ground, Brett. Uh, I have no comment on that pick. <laughs> I'm going to go in the NBA uh, with a money line parlay that's pretty obvious, it is the Bucks and the Magic. You put it together, you're minus 117. The Bucks have Portland tonight. Need to get a win for Doc. Doc doesn't want to, you know, keeps losing games that he should win uh, right after his debut. They're establishing themselves, and the uh, Trailblazers are terrible. So, like Bucks quite a bit in that one. Magic over the Spurs is a tighter line, but they have so much size to throw at Wemby. Uh, young guys playing hard and way wildly more talented than the Spurs. I think they can get Wemby into foul trouble and frustrate him a little bit push him out to the perimeter where his seven, four frame doesn't do quite as much damage as he does in the interior. 
put it together at minus 117 tonight, like it to cash. Yeah, uh, I you know, I, I always am, am hesitant to do this, but I, I think this is kind of a funny story. The Doc Rivers thing with the Bucks is interesting to me because I love this idea that, like, you can just bring in a coach and he's going to magically make a team devoid of point of attack defenders good defensively. And it reminds me of the story. We used to work with a player um, who was on the Lakers during the years that that Kobe um, was kind of in that last losing stretch with those Laker teams. And they had a preseason meeting and Kobe knew the team was going to be terrible. And they're going over all this diet related stuff. And Toby was just and Kobe was, apparently was just according to the player was just groaning in the background. And at one point they asked, you know, they're like, hey, Kobe, what's up? And he goes, you know what? All this. He goes, you can't you can't make chicken salad from chicken SHIT. Yeah. And and I, I think that to me with the Bucks is the Doc Rivers thing. Like Malik Beasley and Dame probably have to both play. I don't know what coach in the world, I don't think Tibbs could make that team any better defensively. Like you this was a John Horse problem that he just was like, I'm going to push the, put the, push this on Adrian Griffin, that our defenses falter when I just completely bankrupted our ability to defend on the pruner. I, I know you've mentioned it when you and Eddie had the show. I just don't, I didn't get the whole idea that Doc Rivers is going to be the guy to solve this problem. I just don't get it. So to me, I'm not even really expecting any uptick in anything from the Bucks. But I don't know. I mean, are you at the point where you think they're going to be undervalued with him? Well, I'm not. I'm not betting Bucks futures. I'm betting them to beat the freaking Trailblazers. No, 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 no. I'm saying I'm just in, asking in general, not to beat the Trailblazers. I'm saying where do you look at the Bucks as far as like betting them going forward against the spread and all that? Uh, the the changing of coach had virtually no impact on how I will handicap them yeah. in pretty much any game. I mean, so like to your point, he's not there to fix it. I think he will do a little good things for the culture. Like we saw the notebook dump articles that we already predicted. It seemed like a change had to have happened. And if the culture uh, leads to an uptick on the court, then so be it. But I don't think he's scheming anything. Like I'm, I'm in your camp on that. But yeah. like when he's going against the trailblazers, and Henderson is not ready to like exploit the the deficiencies they have in that area. They do have Malcolm Brogdon, so maybe look at some of the Brogdon overs tonight. But like counterpoint, one team has Giannis and the other team doesn't. So just to get the W, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and back the Bucks. Oh no, 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 yeah, this was nothing about the Trailblazers bet. I just actually kind of wanted your take to see if maybe you thought there might be like uh, we talk about this on Sig. Um, you know, the manager bump that that Premier League teams get after firing everybody. And I was curious to see if you thought the Bucks would get that or if you you are kind of like me where you're more like they are what their personnel is. Well, the Bucks have already won a championship um, and they are a team that will be heard from in the playoffs no matter who their coach is. And then it's just a matter of how hard they play to like improve their seating during the regular season. Mm-hmm. So I probably need five games or so to see like you know what's their effort levels under doc and then i will adjust up or down accordingly but that's going to be true of almost the entire league right now like one reason i like the magic and like teams like the thunder and the timberwolves and and teams like that is the ones that still are on the ascent that feel they have to prove each other each uh something every single night and as we enter these dog days in the nba like handicapping individual games in some ways is predicting effort and so i will be more likely to back 
the guys who are still trying to, you know, earn that next contract or earn that endorsement deal or get to the second round of the playoffs and and make sure that they're uh, ready to go during the regular season versus teams that have won championships like the Bucks or the Heat, et cetera, when it comes to individual games in like February and March. Yeah. Well, I love that. Yeah, that's a great point. I mean, get the get the guys that are hungry and the contract year phenomenon is real as someone who has worked in player development can tell you. <laughs> All right. Well, Mr. Player Development, use your numbers. What do you got in the head category? Uh, so what I got in the head category for today is I'm going back to soccer. These matches are all on Thursday, so you got plenty of time to bet them here. Um, but I, we have talked about this a little bit on SIG there. We don't cover the teams outside the, the big six. So I take my soccer craziness and I throw it here on Trendy sometimes. Uh, but it's Michael, Michael B. Jordan's Bournemouth are plus 180 against West Ham. Uh, West Ham is one of the biggest frauds in the Premier League right now. Um, their numbers, they are, they're near the top of the table, and their numbers are a total fluke. Um, if you are a sicko like me and watch them against Sheffield United uh, a little bit over a week and a half ago, they were missing some players uh, to the tournaments that are going on. There are uh, uh, international tournaments going on in Africa and Asia right now. Uh, they have some players out. And before those players left, they were already – leaking oil. I mean, they were giving, there's so many warning signs of this team of where they allow opponents to have the ball. And Bournemouth is in the opposite vein of that. They had started off really, 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 really poorly. And then they have an interesting uh, new manager, Dodi Ariola, who has come in. And I think his ideas are taking hold a little bit. This is an actual something where I think we are seeing a manager impact something because it hasn't been a player-led change. Um, and they have played really, really well. So I think you're getting at one team that's about ready to fall off a cliff versus another one that's ascending, and you're getting a plus money, uh, a plus number to get them to win on the money line. Yeah. Uh, I think you're getting good value there. I do worry about the draw a bit in that match. Yeah. But if I was to take one side or the other, I would definitely take Bournemouth because I agree with you on West Ham. Uh, so, Brett, I, I was legitimately confused by this line. I, I looked into it quite a bit. I cannot quite figure it out. I would love to understand why the line is so high, but what the hell, I'll bite. It's Miles Bridges. They set his um, points, rebounds, and assists tonight. They set it all the way at 39 and a half, and you're only paying minus 123 on the juice over at Caesars. His average is closer to 30 in these categories. I think it's like 30.9 or so on the season, even in January where he's been, you know, quote unquote hot is at 33.5. He hasn't hit 40 in the combination of these categories since new year's day, which was 15 games ago. It's only the second time he did it all season, 32 out of 34. He's failed to crack 40 in these lines. He's already playing 38 minutes a night. So it's not like this is like a usage thing where suddenly he's going to get a substantial uptick in minutes and therefore they're taking totals based on playing time. His, he's been failing to hit 40 even when LaMelo was out of the lineup and a lot more of it had to run through him. Uh, the Bulls, who he's going against tonight, they're middle of the road in defensive efficiency, so it's not like they're a complete sieve. And it's the lowest over-under in the entire NBA slate over on Caesars. So every single thing I can see points to him staying under this number, which I guess go ahead and lock in the over, but if this is the head category and I'm going to follow all those trends, of course I have to bite on the under 39 and a half tonight. Yeah, I will be honest. Um, other than my guy, Ish Smith, getting a chance to fill in for the Hornets, I have not been 
ardently watching uh, Hornets basketball. So I, I couldn't tell you if there is some dynamic going on with Miles Bridges there. Um, all I do know is that given Miles Bridges off the court stuff, I would be happy to root against him to not hit this number and not have success. So for that reason alone, I am hoping it hits for you. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it does add to the the value of the bet, right? Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Betting against Miles Bridges is a great thing to feel good about morally. Um, <laughs> so on the, on the heater side, uh, the Lakers back to back bit us both. You tailed me on it yesterday. They weren't able to stay with the Hawks shocker. Uh, we're going to get another chance of this on the Suns on Friday lines, not posted yet. We'll put it in the graphic because they have the Suns and the warriors as the Hawks have their own back to back Friday and Saturday. So I still feel good about hitting two out of three, but Lakers let us down last night. Yeah, uh, well, I mean, we kind of knew that this was the case. You, you showed me all the, you gave out all the warning signs for that one. Um, I just am not a believer in this Hawks team, um, so I would have probably made that bet again, anyways. I just, I, it probably was the back to back is the way I look at it. I mean, I think with that, that maybe that's the thing where maybe we we could have looked a little bit harder is maybe some of their uh, the Lakers against the spread covering against the back to back. But I mean, I still think it's a good bet. I still think betting the Hawks is a trend against the Hawks against the spread is a trend is great. And I probably will be tailing another one at some point. I uh, just got to see those lines on Friday. So Brett, are you still holding out till Saturday for all your big 12 action? Or are you going to give one out today? Uh, I'm actually sandbagging you. I gave you one in the email. Uh, and then I did the old bird in hand here where I, right before the show, I decided not to wait until Saturday in case a perfect line came along. And I took a, took one that I felt pretty good about. So I actually have two for my heater to make up. I'll give the third one out for the Saturday games. Uh, for my big 12 underdogs. And the two that I'm going to take out today, these are going to be both individual bets, not parlayed together, um, is UCF is plus two and a half at home against Baylor. Um, I love uh, the Jacoby Walter kid from Baylor, but I'm not sold on their team strength overall. UCF has already had a, a notched a couple of wins against pretty big programs. And their underlying numbers on shot quality are pretty darn good. Uh, so I couldn't get all the way to the money line just in case it is a back and forth close game that goes to the final possession, I would happily take the plus two and a half at minus 110. And then I am going for that sneaky West Virginia team who is at home to Ooh. Cincinnati, who is one of the bottom half of the, the conference teams. Uh, West Virginia got Kansas at home and Cincinnati is not Kansas. Uh, Cincinnati yeah. actually just lost to Kansas by 20. Um, so I, I'm taking West Virginia at plus three and a half. That was the one where I was on the fence about it when I emailed you our picks early because we like to do a little prep, give ourselves a little bit of time before the show. And then right after I kept looking at the Saturday slate and I'm like, am I really going to find something that's just going to like blow me away? Like two really good picks on Saturday. Um, so I'm taking this one because I think it's solid. I'm not super in love with it and going to scream Brad Evans scream to the mountaintops about how you need to take the Mountaineers. Um, but I do like it enough to to throw it in the in the heater pick here and just give out one for Saturday. I wish you the best of luck with that. West Virginia is way too all over the place for me to back them with my dollars or on a pick on the show. I do like that UCF pick though. Um, I'm going to have to give some. I'm going to hear your cred pick or your rationale for it, but I'll give some uh, credence to that UCF pick, which I didn't have ahead of time. So go ahead and give everybody your credit pick. I know you're taking one of those sec teams that we talked about earlier in the show. Yeah. Uh, you know, I was a, a shill for analytics friendly, uh, Nate Oates, and I'm going to be a shill for analytics friendly Todd Golden, who's at Florida. Um, 
I am just not sold on this Kentucky team. They were all the way up to like number six at one point. I've watched them a couple of times this year. They do not, they don't even really look like a top 25 team to me. I think they're a very middle of the pack SEC team. Uh, Florida almost had them at home. They are now going to play in, in Lexington in this one, but they are plus five and a half and minus 105. I, uh, Florida's weird because they've had a couple of key players that have been out for games here and there, which I'm almost 100% positive the models aren't giving credit for. Um, and so I, I kind of think with a fully healthy Florida team, which I've been impressed with every time I've watched them, they got a ton of size as well. Um, I think I wanted, I mean, you'll see in my second guess, I wanted to go bigger than the plus five and a half. Uh, I settled there for my cred pick at plus five and a half at minus one Oh five. But as you will see in the second guess express, I wanted to take it one step further. I just couldn't pull the trigger. Okay. Uh, I like Kentucky's talent and this is another team that, you know, has a range of outcomes, like could lose by 15, could win by 15. So I think I would play uh, a bigger line and like, I would follow your instincts if I was to actually take either side of this game, but I will take that UCF bet. I will tail that. I think that is the best one that you gave out in your slate today. So I'm going to stay away from Florida, Kentucky and follow you into central Florida Uh, for credibility. Look, I I did sh- I did prep for Monday's show. Um, we ended up not being able to tape, but I was gonna give this out on Monday. I'm giving it out now. I want to give it out every single time he plays. This is my favorite bet in all of sports. This is Tyler Hero first quarter assists, and I don't know what else I have to see to like follow this bet into battle in perpetuity. And this is what I'm actually best at, Brett, as you know, is like locking it into one bet and being like a dog with a bone and riding it until the wheels fall off, taking it, you know, the taking the car on three wheels, waiting till it's a bicycle and then finally jumping ship. Because, like, I did it with Perdomo on strikeouts. I've done it with Martin Odegaard shot on targets. I did it with Marcus Rashford anytime goals after the World Cup last year. And I am doing it with Tyler Hero first quarter assists. 96%, Brett, 96% of Heat games this year, he has an assist in the first quarter. And it's each of the last 10. It's 19 out of 20. He's only really missed it one time. As I said, my favorite bet in all of sports. It's minus 166 tonight at Caesars. If you want to play it by itself, that's how I play it every single day. Uh, But because on this show, I'm embarrassed to put up in a graphic with a minus 166 line. I will pair it with the Clippers money line tonight against the Wizards. Uh, and you put the two together, you get down to a far more respectable minus 119. Everybody who listens to the show knows how I feel about the Wizards. Least talented roster in all of the NBA. Least likely to win any individual game. And the Clippers just simply do not have a loss to a team with the Wizards profile in you know in recent memory. Certainly since the Harden trade. But their losses are Cleveland, Minnesota, the Lakers, Boston, Oklahoma City, that's every loss they have since November. None of those teams are even close to the phylum of the Wizards. Anytime they play a team like this, they have been taking care of business. Streak extends tonight. Hero does what he does, and you're getting all the way down to minus 119 to put them together. Yeah, uh, this is an auto tale for me, uh, mostly because I somehow want to like 
create a like a closet Reddit account and start an urban myth that you paid for your house uh, with the Perdomo bet money. Um, <laughs> because I was on those early shows at the tail end of baseball season where you were literally riding that bet into the ground. Um, but we're also hitting it like 85% of the time. I think I only remember two shows where that didn't come through for you. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, this is the thing about making content. Like, honestly, like, every pick I give here, I try to bet in some way, shape, or form. But, like, the unit amounts are different. And, like, Tyler Hero, I just completely locked into. But you don't want to hear me give it out every single show. So I try to do it, like, you know, once a week, once every other week, or things like that. But, no, this is going in my bet slip the moment that he is in the, the heat lineup. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, this was an auto tail for me. I didn't, honestly, I, I read through your picks. I got to that one. I didn't even go back up and even think about the other ones ahead of it. I just saw the Tyler hero bet. And I mean, you have mentioned the Clippers have been transformed and James Harden has been transformed. Um, so both those things at minus one, one nineteen was a no brainer for me to tell. Um, and again, I, I think we need to hurry up and get to break just because I need to get on Reddit and start being like, <laughs> yeah, Toby Mergler, Perdomo bet paid for his house and he lives All right. it's like it's like bezos quality house so yeah you go on r slash bs or whatever form you're gonna <laughs> post even, that on i barely know anything about reddit i just that was the thing that popped in my head so cool all right well you you spend your break doing that we'll spend the rest of the break letting the sponsors uh reach our audience and then we'll be right back with second guest express This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. All right, Brett, you've already teased the hell out of your second guess express. You're going back to the well on a game that you've already given out in your cred pick. Go ahead. Go all the way on Florida, baby. Do it right yeah, now. Yeah, uh, the Florida money line, I feel like I'm going to really regret this. It's plus 205 for them to win tonight. Uh, it would have been nice to put that in the cred pick. I, I and This is this is the difference between me and someone like Brad, man. Brad would have been like, I'm taking the Florida money line. I'm putting it in the cred pick. Martin would do the same thing. Those guys, just they know how to go big. For me, for the two units, um, I took the spread to be a little bit more cautious. I'm, But I have a feeling that I'm going to regret that come Friday's show. Yeah. Well, yeah, money line's on your bench. We'll see if it would have given you a bigger lead uh, over whatever I'm going to put out today. And I, I left a good one on my bench as well. Like, we already talked about effort in the NBA and how that translates to how you feel about teams, particularly in the dog days. And you know who plays hard, Brett? They have, a, they have horrible PR. They had such a bad losing streak that nobody will think about them differently. But the Detroit freaking Pistons play hard. And they are a double-digit dog to Cavaliers tonight, plus 13 at minus 110. And they, in the last eight games, they've kept seven of them to single figures, and they even beat the Thunder the last time out without Cunningham. Uh, Duran is just going nuts. Like, Duran on the offensive glass, nobody can keep him off of it. He had nine offensive rebounds, put up a 22-21 against the Thunders, NBA final contenders, Thunders, last time out. As long as they have Bojan, they have a professional pulling the trigger for them. Uh, they get, they'll they probably get Cade back tonight. And it's just too many points. 
I mean, they might they might dump Bojan. They might completely go in the tank. They might lose the rest of their games. I don't know. But as hard as they're playing, they are sneaking up on teams. And just to keep it under 13 against a Cavaliers team I am not yet sold on, I think this is one of the better bets of the night. Yeah, I mean, there's a big difference to me between – I think the, the Pistons were – I mean, I think any team is fairly unlucky to lose as many games as they did. But I think when you look at that roster with some of the young talent, I'm not sure if it will ever fit together to form a cohesive good team. I don't think this is a team that was historic had a is worthy of a historically bad losing streak attached to their name. So I do kind of feel like I mean you talk a lot about the the Wizards, obviously not trying to trigger you, um, but I do think that with a team like the Pistons, I look at their roster. And I look at the at the Wizards roster, and I don't get how their three games worse. <laughs> so yeah. uh, that's the, that's to me is kind of the thing right there. I, I think that they are uh, somehow in the the scheme of being a bad team, they are on a tier above where like the Wizards and Spurs are right now. Um, they're more like Portland Trailblazers bad with the worst record in the league. Yeah, and we'll see what you know how Cade continues to develop. It looks like he could be a starter on a, a conference semifinal team or a conference finals team for sure. I mean, I love Dern. I just love him. 18 rebounds the game before, 21 last time, just a complete dog. Uh, I'll go into a foxhole with that guy. And Bojan's a legit rotation guy on a contender as well. Like I think they might dump him, but we'll see how Ivy turns out for him. Uh, but like I, I keep saying, the Wizards are not a guy away. They are eight guys away. And the Pistons are not eight guys away. The Spurs are not eight guys away. The Trailblazers and the Hornets are not eight guys away, which is even though the Wizards have two more wins on the Pistons, I would trade the Wizards' entire roster for the Pistons' entire roster tomorrow if that was on the table. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the questions for me isn't maybe the ceiling of some of these guys. It's more like, Jaden Ivey and Cade Cunningham, how well, like, what is, what is their synergy, you know, when they're both fully developed to the best of their capabilities, right? Like, yeah. why is Alec Burks playing 39 games for this team? Um, you know, those are the kind of questions that I have with this Pistons team as to how, how pieces fit. But you're right. I mean, I, I mean, you talked about for this Wizards team, there are what, maybe like four guys on this team you could consider as like a, a guy you'd rather have as a cornerstone for your Wizards team at this point. So cornerstone? Well not like a cornerstone, I, but I mean as like the best as the as a best player, as some part of building block to move you forward. Ugh, I don't know. Four's aggressive. I mean with Thompson and your boy that you've been mentioning, Jaden Ivey and Cunningham, I feel like every single one of those players is a much higher ups- upside than anybody on the Wizards right now. Yeah. Okay. I, I misunderstood. I thought you meant the Wizards already had four guys. You're saying the Pistons. Oh had no, four. no, 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 no. I'm saying oh. you would love to pluck one of those guys off that roster and put them on the Wizards. Yeah. I mean, for sure. All right. Well, uh, we'll have a lot more Pistons and Wizards talk, as we know that's what everybody is tuning in yes. for in the future episodes. But for now, it is Wednesday. We've already released uh, several of our episodes this week, but we still have go back, listen to Lemon Pepper Parlay, listen to Waiver Wired. Uh, get down with minus three, but heading into the rest of the week, we'll have extra points dropping today with one of Brett's favorite guests. Um, you want to tell everybody who that is, Brett? Uh, well, right now they're slated to have Rob Riggle on, um, which man, love Rob Riggle. <laughs> 21 <laughs> Jump Street, Step Brothers, all those little bit roles that he's in. I 
freaking love that dude i'm so excited he's gonna be on the show so please please tune in he's actually doing a very nice thing i guess one of our other producers says he's in hawaii on vacation but he's still gonna hop on the show so very grateful that that they're gonna have that on i can't wait for that episode yeah i'm looking forward to that as well uh my kids just discovered holy (laughs) my kids just discovered holy moly on netflix because i I don't know if that's just moved over netflix and he's one of the announcers on that so now my kids are uh more into wriggle than i am probably uh so we also have minus three uh with the hench episode coming out i don't know if they're going to do a weekend preview i haven't heard that quite yet given that we don't have nfl action that is not going to be until next week and then of course brett and i will be back with covered in glory with uh some reviews of that bournemouth united game however it turns out as well as a look ahead to the big weekend action including liverpool versus arsenal in a very pivotal clash so uh, enjoy the NBA action tonight. Enjoy the college hoops. We will be back on Friday to pay off our contest. Until then, take care, everyone. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.